Welcome to the Game Changer 00100 show. I'm your host, Game Changer. Okay, let me start off with an apology for the long wait. Um, something came up and I couldn't get to the show in time. Um, so that's it. Now, somebody had sent me a black woman, white man, black woman. Somebody has sent me a TikTok or Instagram post um, where a young woman asked, um, well, I'll show it to you. But I do want to say, feel free to send me, if you have a story idea, please feel free to send it to GameChanger00100 at gmail.com or my Instagram at GameChanger00100. All right. So let me just, because, you know, TikTok or whatever, it doesn't start from the beginning like it's supposed to, in my opinion. But let me let them finish and then wait for it to start and we'll we'll start the link give me a second let's see kevin murray salute let's see uh 747 salute primetime va salute to you all right and here we go gerald salute and yeah thank you everyone for coming All right. What I see here is a reasonably attractive black woman, and she is asking the question, why do black women married to white men have the best longest relationship according to studies? Okay. Ah, crap. Most of the time, when somebody asks a question like this, really what they want to do is they just want to put the study out there. They want whatever statistic it is to show. It's kind of like if the Asian people would say, how come we're we're disproportionately highly shown in the Ivy League? You know, this is one of those black girl rock, black girl magic things that they have and everything they do um, that goes wrong is a result of the bad black man that they raise. And that you, white man, would also raise, provided that you get with this woman. All right, let's see what she has to say. I wonder what white men last for longest. So she's asking why interracial relationships, specifically between black women and white men, last longest. I have my theory here, and it's based in racism and intersectionality. See, it's my theory that women of color have to be the strongest out there because they have to deal with the most, which means that they are strong. His theory is way out there. That is some out there crap. See, people who have to deal with the most tend to not put more burdens on themselves. You know, like if I had to deal with a hostile society then I would be non-confrontational, I guess is the best word for it. It would be my goal to assure that I do not confront people. Okay, put it like this. Say you're like five foot five, 120 pounds as a guy, and you find yourself in prison. No gang affiliation, no nothing like that. 
would you be the one who's chronically in everybody's face talking crap? Like you were, you was an accountant on the outside. You wasn't an MMA fighter or something like that, or or just like a master knife fighter. It seemed like this system, the prison system, would be most hostile towards you. And there is a certain behavior that you would possess in order to reduce that hostility. That behavior is non-confrontational. However, for some reason, this guy continues to confront everybody, the guards, the other inmates, et cetera, et cetera, the gang members, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The behavior doesn't match the situation as he describes it. They're independent, they are opinionated, and they don't take shit from basically anyone. White men, on the other hand, live in a social dynamic to where they're basically never questioned. They do what they wish, they think what they wish, and people just accept that as reality. So when a white guy gets with a black woman, now, that may be the white guy experience. I have no idea. I do know that they have severely more privileges than um, than any other group. Now, they don't take advantage of it the way they should, but they do have it. Woman, they both are strong. They're both independent, but it doesn't cause the other one to feel like they're losing their power in the situation. So they both feel strong. They Okay, basically he's saying that they both are strong-willed, strong and independent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and they get along because one is overprivileged and the other is underprivileged. <sighs> no. Simply put, no. Basically, if this were true, then there would be more of these relationships. It would because if this is true, then and the overwhelming majority of white guys are overprivileged and the overwhelming majority of black women are underprivileged. Then they would get together at the massive rate. However, it is the minority of both of these races, um, of both of these stereotypes. That's the reason that they're getting together. Or that are getting together. It's not the majority. It's not the black chick with an attitude and an overprivileged Ivy League white guy that vibrates his head when he says something. And, you know, he holds his vows when he talks. You know, I went to Harvard. That guy is not getting with the overweight ghetto hood rat that is yelling at the homeless over a dropped quarter. Those two people are not getting together. What does happen is the um, exception to the norm. You know, the black chick who, who doesn't fit any of the stereotypes, who's actually trying to escape getting with the underprivileged white guy. You know, the white guy that, in spite of white privilege, still can't seem to find his way in the universe. Now, those two tend to get together 
but not what he's describing. And that's why it's so few, because there's so few on the opposite side. Feel like their opinions are represented and they feel more comfortable in that and i mean i could be completely off base this is just my opinion this is how i think things play off i'm not a psychologist okay so that was pretty much that very short but it poses an interesting question now my answer the reason why black women and and first of all i'm not even 100 sure this is true but i'm going to go over um, off of, you know, her state. But the reason why it lasts is because the women want it to last. That's it. That's all. Most of the divorces are initiated by the woman. I think it's like 80% or something like that. The overwhelming majority are, are initiated by the woman. So if you have a woman who refuses to divorce because of the optics of it or because they really did this at a, a last-ditch effort, which is also some of the cases with Black women. Well, here, let me back up and let me describe it for you. So Black women pretty much have all the privilege that anyone else has and then some. What do I mean by that? Oppression is privilege. I'm going to repeat this. Oppression is privilege. In American society, in the Western society, oppression is privilege. Why do you think people are screaming out of their lungs? Um, oppression, oppression, oppression. And everybody is attempting to be the most oppressed group. Because they know that if you declare yourself as oppressed, we live in a society that tries to rebalance the scale. They try to they try to say, okay, you suffer from this. As a result, here's affirmative action to rebalance the scale. And now what's happened is people yell oppression even when it don't exist to the extent that they're yelling it. They're always going to continue to yell oppression. This is something that was realized during the civil rights movement. So they have all of these privileges that they can exercise over um, pretty much anyone. And so does the white guy. Dang, I lost my train of thought. Let me see. One moment. Okay. Um, well, forget everything I said about that. And I lost where I was going with that. Anyway, um, so now that they have all of this privilege, same as the white guy, they attempt to establish relationships through black men. And they start off with the unrealistic expectation. He has to be 6'6", he has to have a six-pack, and he has to have... Um, six figures. And of course, he has to be black. Now, most of these are very limiting. 
least of which black. I believe that there are more black people, black men, than there are men that make six figures. I believe that there are more black men than there are men with six packs. I don't know stats on that. Well, yeah, I do somewhat. And yeah, that seems accurate. Um, I mean, I'm going off of the obesity rate for all uh, men, which is uh, somewhere lingering around 50%, even though sometimes it's muscle. Like you have the super muscle dudes who show up on the obesity scale. Anyway, um, you have you have that. I doubt that 13% of the male population have a six pack. I most certainly don't. Wish I did, but I don't. I one time did, but I don't now. So um, that's the case. And uh, six figure six and very 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 few people are six six so they start off with these unrealistic expectations and then they come to a point in their life where they're just like huh i just want to i just want a man you know like that african chick i just want any man as long as he's breathing and he's a man etc i don't care i don't care what he looks like i don't care about his money i don't care once they reach that point once they reach that realization, they remove all other ridiculous criteria. However, they also remove uh, some reasonable criteria, and that is matching ethnicity. That's something that's reasonable to, um, to achieve especially if you get rid of the foolishness. Take average at best. She is an average woman at best who wants an exceptional man. Now, if she hasn't already, and she probably never will because I'm going to be straightforward with you. The smarter you are, the younger you come to that realization. By intelligence, I mean, and I'm talking about book smarts. I'm talking about the ability to self-evaluate and determine what's best for you. The, the smarter you are, the shorter it takes for you to come to this realization and have reasonable standards because it's simple math. It's simple math that you are, if you're looking for the same 0.0027% of the population that every other woman is looking for, then chances are you're not going to find it. That's that's simple math. Combined with a little humility. You know, it's kind of like those people who, who think they're going to be in the NBA, but they're not going to be in the NBA. The sooner you realize that, the smarter you are and the better for you. If you realize that in high school, then, you know, hey, good for you. I realized that in the third grade when nobody picked me for basketball. Anyway, the sooner you realize that, the smarter you are. The sooner you realize that you have unreasonable expectations, the smarter you are. A lot of these um, black woman, white man relationships comes when they come to that realization at whatever age. They throw out all of the ridiculous criteria and with it, they also throw out the reasonable criteria. 
you're dealing with a more mature person, a person that appreciates the value of marriage. That person is far less likely to divorce. There are far fewer interracial relationships um, between black women and white men that is based on, I want to get with a pretty ghetto boy. Now, there is a lot of those relationships on the opposite end. You know, where a woman gets with a dude, he beats the doonies off of her. She wakes up and goes to work and leaves him there and come back home and he did the dishes and rolled the blunts. Those relationships probably aren't going to last long because it's based on him washing dishes, rolling blunts, and beating the doonies off of her. In fact, in order to not be homeless, he has to have women, like backup women. Those relationships are doomed to fail. And unfortunately, people get with black men for the wrong reasons. That is, you know, and I'm not talking about no Pookie Ray Ray stuff like that. I'm talking about um, they get with us because far too many of them are on, and I'm talking about non-black women. They're, they're on this whole new age, do whatever I want, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's what we, rep- we represent. We represent doing whatever you want not what your father wants you to do. So these relationships, it's like, okay, I'm doing it out of rebellion, but now that, you know, things start getting real, marriages start getting real, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know, then things get complicated. And then there's far too many relationships with white um, women and black men because the white woman is so fucking fat that the black man is the only one out of fucker. Those are common in Black America, where we, quote unquote, don't go after the woman you like, go after a woman that like you. Shut your stupid ass up. Those type of relationships are far too common in the Black community. All right, give me a second. Forgot to say fair use on the last thing, but it happened. Here. All right, I'm going to show y'all what I mean by giving some examples of Oh, and also, also, that's what I was going to say earlier. I know I was forgetting something. 
Okay, so they have all of these privileges based on oppression. Um, the one privilege that they don't have is a negative image. They can't get over this negative image that they have. Meaning everybody, they have this awful reputation of going around doing whatever the hell they want to without consequence. Now, that is um, something that is a result of the privilege that they have. That is the one boon, and it's a major one, don't get me wrong. That is one boon that the Black woman has in the face of all of these privileges. Now, what they want to do is they want to reinvent themselves. They want to shift all of the blame, all of the negative um, stigmas, all of the negative crap that they have due to their reputation. They want to shift that to black men. And the and which means that when they get in a white relationship, they are under the microscope. They know that if this doesn't work, it looks bad on them. And if it does work, it looks bad on black men, which means that they have a heightened desire to make it work. They have a stronger motivation at this point to make it work. I'm going to make this work because all the black people are depending on me. Everybody's watching. I can't lose. I got to make this relationship work, which means that they will tolerate a lot more, which means that that whole divorce that comes from, oh, I was just unhappy, is not going to exist. They're going to be a completely different women, woman. in this particular case because they're doing it for the gram they're doing it for youtube and another thing they a lot of women do it to be visible on these social media platforms there's nothing really worth doing there's really nothing worth watching if it's a regular black-on-black -black relationship. That's too basic. So they have this extra motivation to make it work. All right. Hold on one moment. Hit that like button, please. Please. All right. All right, somebody is saying that the divorce rate is higher between black men and white women. I don't know. If y'all have the stats and y'all want to put it in the, um, in the chat room, I will examine it. But yeah, this could be like one of those most educated stats. Like, But the fact that they're looking at this stat and they're looking to, to brag on it, 
really says something. And it says basically that I need this to work. When they get in a relationship, I need this to work for the stats. They are manipulating the stats this way. It might also mean that they go into black on black relationships. Like, you know, if it doesn't work, I can still put it on him. See, and that's what it is. Basically, they're in a relationship with a white guy saying that if it doesn't work, then it looks bad on black women. And they're in a relationship with a black man saying, if it doesn't work, then I can make it look like it's his fault. All right, let's see. All right, y'all arguing over if it happens on, I don't really care. Let's see. Ah, very good point. Yeah, sometimes uh, some white guys do it. All right, put it like this, ladies. If you wait a significant amount of time to get with a white dude, then, you know, let's just say you're, you're 30X. The white dude you're going to find is typically a white dude that didn't get pulled by a white woman. And there's reason for that. Like, we see those reasons on the news. Um, You just decided to overlook those reasons. All right. Somebody said, I'm sorry, I'm not leaving my man. Oh, good for you. Divestors seem to be black women that can't acquire middle-class black men um, after too many bad experiences with low-class black men. They divest and pick an equally effed white man. And um, that doesn't go well. Um, um, no. No, Friedman Journal. The, the short answer to that is no. What a divestor is, is a woman. Um, you're right that you say uh, can't acquire middle-class black men. And in order to do this, they they want to convince other women not to mess with the middle class black man so that they may mess with the middle class black man. These women aren't with white guys. For the most part, they're not. However, they're trying to to eliminate the options of the middle class black man because they feel as options is the enemy. A black man's option is many black women's enemy. They want to reduce these options by every means. What do I mean by that? Hold on. Okay, weird question. All right, so they want to reduce these options by any means. Because... Miss Average at best know that, first of all, I know in my personal life, you know, uh, women that aren't younger, but they are hotter, sexier, and childless than average at best. And they're both looking for high value men. I do know that if you, um, if you're that dude, you have options 
that are far better than Miss Average at best. What Miss Average at best wants to do is she wants to eliminate those options. She wants to make it so that other black women don't mess with these black men while at the same time making sure that these black men are still loyal to black women, leaving him with no choice but to get with Miss Average at best. That's the goal of a divester. They don't actually divest. If you want to divest from something, you don't have to advertise. However, if you want to boycott something or convince others to boycott it, then that's what you advertise. And that's what they're doing. All right. Let me see. There was something I want to see. All right, was looking up. Yeah, I got a late start on this um, on today, so I'll probably make this a quick one. Maybe give it like 15 more minutes, hit that like button while we're going. Oh, I forgot this one. A lot of it is done on revenge. A lot of it. Now, I'm going to explain the story of how revenge works. Um, to show the, I'm going to tell a story about the, how revenge works, um, to show the strength and resolve that revenge breeds. So, years ago, way back when, I had a job as a telemarketer. I don't even think that this exists today. I don't think that telemarketers exist today, to be perfectly honest. I, I think that that is something that existed way back when. I can't imagine somebody actually calling people, selling them stuff nowadays and thinking that that's an effective thing because, you know, there's all kind of filters on people's phones to eliminate that. I, I, and I think that industries just feel like it's not a lucrative venture. Anyway, a telemarketer is somebody who calls your phone back when they had house phones and you answer and they try to sell you whatever. My job was to sell people credit consolidation. So I called and it was my job to get people, I kid you not, it was my job to get people to give me all of their credit card numbers. And if they did, I would get a bonus. And that bonus was, I think it was like maybe like an extra $3 an hour if I met a quota. It was it was ridiculous looking back on it. Like I can't imagine anybody doing that nowadays. But I had to use, yeah, I was a spam caller. I had to use that knowledge in order, you know, I had to use that, that uh, uh, quote unquote game in order to get that done, right? Now me, I was aware of what was going on. I needed the money, needed the job, but I was aware of what I was, $12 an hour. I was aware of what was going on, even though other people weren't. And um, that was that, okay, so, and this is for people who are older and have some credit card and understand how that works. Um, but I was very young. I was maybe like 19 at the time. But this is how it worked. So they consolidate all of their cards. Say they have seven cards, and we would give them like uh, a 
credit limit that covered all seven of the smaller cards. So now it's all with us. And then one of the stipulations is if they're late on one payment, then it, the interest rate goes up from whatever it was. And the part of the sale was we give them a lower interest rate than what they have. And what we tell them in the disclaimer, and we lose a lot of sales during the disclaimer, was that it's only lower by three-tenths of a percent, meaning if you had a 12% interest rate, then it goes down to 11.7, which is almost negligible because we're talking about an annual rate. Anyway, um, it, it is less than a prorated amount than their thing. However, if they are one second late, it goes up to 23.9%. Now, what does that mean? It means that if you're paying the lowest amount, 2%, 2% monthly, 2% monthly is 24% annually, meaning that they're only paying off 0.1% every year. So if you have a $10,000 debt, then you're only paying $10 a year on it. Now you see how it's a bad deal. And most people only pay the smallest amount. So you're only paying 10%. Or um, my bad, you're only paying 0.1% um, uh, every year, $10. You're never going to pay that off. Literally in a thousand years you're not going to pay that off so realize that and i morally didn't want to sell i wasn't motivated and then one time i was talking to a couple of old timers right and my sales were low and it took forever i got the sale but it took forever. Bear with me through the story. It took forever to get the sale. But I got it, right? And then next thing I know, my boss, and my boss wasn't nothing but maybe like three years older than me. She, This was back in the day where they gave management jobs to people. Get, get them out of here. That NGL person, get them out of here. It it didn't take long for that to um, for. They put those people with these BSBAs in positions of leadership. You just had to be white, you know, somewhat connected, and they gave you a management position in an office over a group of colored folk, if you were white and educated back then. So, um, and that's what I was. It was this, it was this chick, this white chick um, who was married and she just she didn't know what she was doing fresh out of college right so she's seen i was on this long call and it was long because he was old the person i was selling it to was old and they had to get their stuff together you know how some old people be like okay wait a minute let me let me just check all right let me get my wallet Okay, so the first number is four. Okay, did you get that? It's the number four. 
And I'm just sitting there patiently like, yeah, no, I got it. It's the number four. All right. The second number is the number two. You get that? It's the number two. You know, so basically the whole call was like that. I'm being patient and polite because I get a sale, right? She has me written up for taking too damn long. She says that in that amount of time, you probably could have got two more sales. I was like, yeah, but, you know, a turkey in the pot, right? And she uh, she was like, yeah, but you can't be on the phone that long. I was like, listen, I got the sale. Keep in mind, she already went to Human Resources to write me up um, during the call. So I was like, this is ridiculous. And I told her, um, I told the Human Resources woman to put me on another team. So she did. Now, at this point, this is where I'm going with the story. At this point, if I have low sales, if I continue to have low sales on this new team, then it looks bad on me. It looks like I'm just a bad salesperson. I'm just the type of person that comes to work and does the absolute minimum that it takes to keep my job. That would be on me. However, she has the ability to make me. So I have the ability to either make myself look bad or I have the ability to make her look like a bad supervisor. What did I do? I became top salesman. For like four months straight, like I was on the phone, killing it, killing it, killing it, knowing that it made her look bad, knowing that I was a bottom salesman under her tutelage. But I was a top salesman under this new guy. I think that was Frank under this new guy's tutelage. It made her tutelage look, look bad. You see, I did it with the thought of one-upping her. That was my motivation. That was my pleasure. That's why I got up every day. I was sticking it to her. I was sticking it to her. I was sticking it to her. And that energy made me top salesman. Where am I going with this? That is how a lot of these B-dubs look at interracial relationships. They go into it with the, I'm going to make my previous quote-unquote husband look bad by doing my best in this new relationship. I am going to give this new relationship the effort, the energy, the tolerance, the patience, the submission, the sandwich that I didn't give my previous relationship. And that way, it'll make the problem look like them and not me. Now, this new supervisor didn't do anything special. He because if our sales go up, then his team sales go up and he looks good too. So in addition to, you know, um, making her look bad, I, it also makes the new supervisor look good because he took somebody whose who's sales were just at the floor, was just barely enough to stay employed. 
He took that person and made him into an all-star, even though he didn't do anything. This is all done out of spite. Spite is a powerful thing. These chicks, these uh, interracial daters or what have you, many of them will tolerate more, do more, compromise more because they're doing it out of spite. That is their motivation, and it is a powerful motivation. So, yeah, there many of these relationships, they're doing it for the gram. All right. Give me one moment. All right. I want to see a connection. With a couple. With an interracial couple. And I'm not talking about a swirler. Swirler relationships are destined to fail. I'm talking about something else. All right. So, J-Lock, no, I haven't had a chance to see the movie. All right, fair use. I do notice that when I'm with Karis, well, people stare. Now, it could just be that she's an absolutely beautiful woman, and she, that people might be wondering, how is an absolutely beautiful woman with someone like me? That is valid. It's <laughs> very true, and I get that. Um, okay, so right off the bat, this is a natural relationship. What do I mean by natural relationship? It's a relationship where the woman is prettier than the man is handsome. That is another reason why the relationship is going to last longer because there's a motivation for it. It works. Also, he doesn't, and this isn't, I, I see very little here, but it doesn't seem like they're balling out of control. It seems like they're young, making young people money, and they are, you know, living a young in a situation where young people live when they make young people money together. So this is their place. That's their chair. You know, no, there isn't the extravagance that you see, you know, when it's a financially based relationship. Now, notice that she looks better than Miss Average at best. And she doesn't have the same ridiculous requirements that Miss Average at best does. She's younger, hotter, and likely childless, or sexier and likely childless. So she put all the garbage aside. Like I say, the younger you come to the realization, the smarter you are. The, those chicks that came to the realization at 35, Miss Average at best, is stupid.
but you know it also could be the, the reality that like yeah they're an interracial couple too hi everyone my name is karis and this is my boyfriend andrew um this video is one of the videos i'm doing in a series right now on relationships so um him and i have actually filmed a video already over like how to be in a relationship with somebody with mental illness and i've done multiple videos on how to be in a relationship and all of that so i will make sure to link everything okay this is interesting how to be in a relationship with someone with mental illness once again i told y'all before that, and I, i'm not certain if he's the one with the mental illness he most likely is because if she's telling the story from her point of view how it, it's like how am i in a relationship with someone who's mentally ill but once again she's more patient with him not to say and we don't know we don't know if she had the same patience for you know her previous black boyfriend or has she only dated white guys in her whole life or um what was the other thing um or if this is her first boyfriend ever we actually don't know what we do know is that she probably would be considered the um how can i say the a catch to a black man and because of his mental illness, this is probably someone that the white woman would be less interested in because he's mentally ill. And once again, this is not a shot at the mentally ill, especially if it's something that you, well, yeah, most mental illness you don't have control over. If you did, you wouldn't be that in the first place. So, yeah. This isn't a shot at them. And I do believe that they deserve relationships. And hopefully, hopefully they find it with a person who's not mentally ill. That way, that way you have somebody, their functionality can help your dysfunctionality. Down below if you want to check out those videos after this. But today, we are going to talk about what it's like to be in an interracial relationship. That's kind of a tongue twister. In an interracial... In... in an interracial relationship. <laughs> okay, you guys get the point. Interracial. So, um, I get this question a lot. People ask me, what is it like to be dating a white guy? Like, I'm going to be plain honest. Like, that's I get I get that question a lot. Um, and honestly, now here's why I don't really fought relationships like this because to them, this is just a natural relationship. This isn't done with malice of forethought. This isn't like I'm going to stick it to, he's not saying I'm going to stick it to white women who didn't mess with me because of my mental illness. And she's not saying I'm going to stick with, stick it to black men. This just seems like a natural organic relationship. And the only reason why she's bringing up race is because she's not bringing up race. Race is being brought to her. This is a question that that swirlers, divesters, et cetera, et cetera. Swirlers, divesters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're demanding this video. They want to popularize this concept. So they, they're going to encourage it with as many clicks and views as they can get.
really like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't even have to start. <laughs> it's normal this to it, yeah. It's normal to me. Um, I'm gonna kind of start off with like talking about my my background, my story. Um, so I was born in Ethiopia, Africa, and I was adopted at the age of nine. And I was adopted to a white family, so um, I can't. So there you have it. She's one of these Angelina Jolie trend babies. You know, uh, Angelina Jolie adopted and I wonder what happened to her. Remember, she had a forehead, but uh, adopted a little Ethiopian girl. They adopted several kids, uh, many from Africa, but adopted a little Ethiopian girl. And it started a trend of white families adopting um, black, particularly Ethiopian uh, babies. She's of the age, if she was nine when it happened, that she would be the product of that of that trend of white suburban families adopting African babies. So she grew up in a society where the majority of guys were black. Um, like it would be extraordinarily limited, limiting for her to get with a token white guy, but or a token black guy. But notice how she just like, why would you even ask that? There's nothing spectacular or unspectacular about interracial relationships. Now, why would a woman of any type say, what is it like dating a white guy? Why not just date one? Oh, because you can't. Because you have a screwed up disposition. Because while she came from, and keep in mind, you have to display that you are a completely healthy family in order to adopt internationally. And that's any country. They don't, trust me. Trust me, I know people. They they don't do that. Don't don't UFO don't do that. Remove that comment, please. Don't let we're not gonna go there. And no, that's not the case with him. They have a physical appearance that he don't possess. But um what was I saying? Okay, yeah, so trust me, I know. You have to be a, you have to show that you are a healthy family um to adopt domestically. To adapt internationally, you got to really show that, listen, I'm on point, you know, uh, my student loans are paid off and, you know, these are the kids I already raised and, you know, I really want to raise this, this Ethiopian kid, you know, like I'm debt free, my mortgage is paid and all this and, you know, I, I drive electric and... And here I have a I have a McDonald's playpen in my backyard for kids. Like, yeah, you you really have to show that you're on point, and then they'll let you do it. And so she came from an on point family, and where everybody in her immediate surroundings was white, and she just you know it's no big deal to her. I grew up, my parents were white. Um, I did have siblings adopted from Ethiopia as well. Um, but like I went to like mainly all white school. 
I was like one of the few black students at my school. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't until really college I met other um, people that looked like me. Um, I remember growing up, I, I hate. I know what y'all want to ask me. Y'all are trying to ask Game Changer if I was her sibling, yet I was adopted too, would I try to smash because she's not my actual sister? And the answer to that question is no. No, I wouldn't. Just the fact that we are being raised together and things like that would make me not want to do it. Quite frankly, it's a shame that you would even ask something like that, that you would even have something in your brain to think like that. But the short answer is no, I would not smash my adopted sister if I were in that situation. You all are sick. hate to admit this, but I was a little insecure. I would always try to make my hair um, be as straight as it can be. So right now my hair is in braids, obviously, um, but I, I have a lot of curls. It's big. Um, my natural hair is crazy. And it's I remember, so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking like, oh, I don't know if any guys are going to want to date me because I don't have straight hair and it's not blonde and all of that. But the older I've gotten, the more I've become way more confident and when I okay that's her with the with the hair I actually like that but y'all know I like Ethiopians I don't know if any guy is going to want to date me because I don't have straight hair and it's not blonde and all of that. But the older I've gotten, the more I've become way more confident. And when I met Andrew, my hair was natural. And I remember he just like, he just thought I was so beautiful. And so I, I like, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm a lot more confident about my natural hair. And I know a lot of like girls that look like me, that's like their biggest worry is that, um, like a white guy might not like their natural hair or whatever. Um, it's like her hair has a personality in and of itself. It's <laughs> really awesome, but it fits her personality. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. That wasn't funny. That wasn't really funny. It does seem like she dated the first white guy that was willing to date her. But it worked for them. To be perfectly honest, I think that they're a cute couple. Um, I think one thing I've had to kind of um, teach Andrew is how to deal with my hair. He always <laughs> wants to like bring her in close. He's okay. always like he wants to touch it all the time and mess it up, and I have to remind him like Andrew, I just had a wash day that just took like seven hours. You can't just I go around be, touching my hair. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> puts a it lot up. of time into it. Yeah, I put a lot of time into my hair. And so, um, I don't know. That's the Okay, so he has been with white women. 
Hit the like button. He has been with white women before, and he's used to being able to touch her hair at will. And I'm pretty sure the first time he heard something like wash day, it caught him off guard because every day should be a wash day. At least that's what he's used to. That's like the first thing I wanted to just get out of the way was that. Um, but um, do you want to talk more about like the serious topics now? Oh, yeah. Okay, somebody said, here we go with the black men don't like our natural hair. But no, nah, she didn't say that. She said she grew up and there, were, there weren't any real black guys around. She grew up in a predominantly white thing. And, you know, maybe there was another black guy like her that wasn't her adopted brother. And, you know, she just was like, hey, they weren't around. They weren't around. So, you know, it's, it's not that. See, here's the thing. There's a difference between swirlers and um, interracial daters. She is an interracial dater. Yeah. Uh, so we've had when she was in um, small you know, hometown where the majority of people were white, um, you know, she didn't actually experience you know direct acts of racism or mm -hmm. anything like that uh, however recently we were doing a video on TikTok, and there was this guy who basically was saying to mix races was absolutely evil and you ought to yeah. keep the purity of the white race and uh that you can't mess up guys with that are white have blue eyes or mm -hmm. anything like that and i'm thinking in my mind first and foremost she's the most beautiful girl oh, in the whole white it. world if anyone's gonna <laughs> mess anything up it's gonna be me. i would mess any now are you watching somebody in the chat room was like you know it it doesn't um, explain why they last longer. It lasts longer because she's the most attractive woman that he has ever been with. So he has every motivation to make it last. By the way, interracial or otherwise, a relationship, when, when you're with the hottest girl you've ever been with, you're going to make those relationships tend to last longer. That's why these relationships where the man is more handsome than the woman is pretty, that's destined to fail. Those relationships are destined to fail. That's why they that's why they trapping those dudes with babies and crap like that. Those relationships, they they have a time limit on it. Those relationships you see the couples in Walmart, you know, pushing a mulatto kid in 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 um not a regular thing, but one of the store provider carts. Those are destined to fail. Once again, unless you are some like outrageously handsome dude, which I am not, the woman is to be the prettier of the two. She is to be prettier than you are handsome. Unless you're like Boris Kojo, where it's very few women who are prettier than he is handsome. So the, the best you can do is your equal, your equivalent, which I think he did, at least at the time. Um, yeah, unless it's that situation, the woman should always be prettier than the man is handsome.
period. That is why these relationships last longer. Up, okay. But that was like the first time I actually experienced true racism, which I'm fortunate enough to say that. Like, I'm so. Okay. All of these, all of these women's, all of these divesters, all of these swirlers out there who claim that, you know, oh, racism, racism, oh, my racism, 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 oh, my, all these black guys are shaming us and looking at us funny because, because, you know, I'm with a white dude, they're lying. The only racism they experience through all of TikTok, which means that out of the thousands of people who not only see them pass, um, walking on the street, but all the thousands of people online, the only racism they get comes from a white guy who wants to keep the race pure. That's it. That is it through the through the entirety of their life. People who are actually in these situations, they're doing it to make black men jealous. So they create these imaginary black men who are out badgering these um, these these type of relationships. They're not. For the most part, we don't give a crap. It's y'all that gives a crap. thankful to have been raised in a community that really loved me and like wasn't oh, yeah. like racist or anything towards me and that guy just had so but, many insecurities to to say that and, and so just many to say it on screen like it just that. it yeah. just like hit me i was like wow it's crazy like this is real and, and it's such a weakness on his part or anybody who tries to do that it's a weakness for them to be able to do that it takes true strength to say wow black is beautiful you know black is beautiful and saying it is so important. We're not saying white isn't beautiful. We're saying black is beautiful too. Mm -hmm. And that's what yeah. the message we're trying to get across. Yeah, and like. Well put, well put. I, I don't know, it just, whenever I'm with Andrew, I don't think, oh, I'm black, he's white. Like, I just think he's my boyfriend and I love him. Y'all see this? Y'all see this? And this is why Crystal and Karazin's crap didn't work like that. Because um, Crystal and Karazin's marriage didn't work. Because she went in thinking about race. She bought the racism to the relationship. Where he was just a guy like this. You know, I don't know about the mental illness or anything like that. But, you know, she was, with, she was just with a guy like this. And he was like, you know, listen, you know, black is beautiful and white is beautiful. And, you know, you're attractive. You're prettier than I am handsome. I don't know. I don't think I remember seeing what the guy looks like. He's like, you know, why not get married? He was looking at it like that. She was looking at it like, yeah, I'm going to shove this relationship down the black man's throat. And that came off as crazy as shit. Yeah. And he tried to put up with Crystal and Karazin's mental illness for as long as he could for the sake of the children. And probably because of his, you know, personal ethics uh, surrounding divorce. But then she divorced him and there was nothing he could do about that.
like a lot of times I just forget that there is that race difference until yeah. somebody points it out. And a lot of times when people do point it out, it's in a very like nice way. They're telling us we're yeah. cute together, mm -hmm. that like we would make beautiful babies. Like Aww. I yeah. think a lot of our TikTok comments. They are cute together. Now the beautiful babies thing, eh, sometimes I've seen crap like that go wrong. Sometimes not every light-skinned girl is pretty, but from what I see, I don't see any features that either of them possess that would make a particularly ugly kid. Like, unless they have a little girl with his beard and her eyes or something like that, then, yeah. Yeah, that would be awful. Or a little girl with her acne and, or with his acne, and um, I don't know. She don't really have much bad with her. So, yeah. Now, if they get the best features, then, you know, little girl gets uh, her eyes. And I say little girl because they're the ones where the looks are more important. Uh, his eyes and her skin and her cheekbones and something like that, then, yeah, that's a win. That's that's like a lottery. So it is possible um, that something goes wrong, but it's likely that, you know, their daughter will have some physical advantages over others. And another thing. And another thing. Why do you prefer light-skinned girls? Because they come from couples like this. That's why. Like, all the BS and garbage that goes on in, in, in regular uh, Black relationships don't really exist here. She, their kids won't be the byproduct of a nigga that'll fuck anything and a woman that don't care. That is not their situation. That is not their reality. And you would go for a woman with this type of upbringing. It's nothing personal. Except it is everything personal. It's like almost all the time. We're like, oh, you guys are going to make such a beautiful baby someday. And I'm like, yeah. I hope so. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, but... I don't know. What else do you want to talk about about this topic? Remember that that guy? We were walking. Oh, we yeah. were at the Newburgh River Walk, um, and most of you probably you know through watching Newburgh River Walk is just somewhere really, really beautiful. Anyways, aside from the point, <laughs> uh, we're Rabbit walking. Trail, we're walking, and as we're walking, this guy who also has a black girlfriend stops us. Oh my gosh, it's so awesome to see another interracial couple. We're actually on this really big Facebook group. You should totally join. I'm like, yeah, that sounds, and they were really sweet. It was yeah. just so interesting. But that was like the first time I was like, oh, like, yeah, we are kind of different, I guess. Like, yeah, we're, I guess you are white. <laughs> she's beautifully black. And I'm, I'm white. But it was just, it shocked me that somebody was shocked to see us together just because we were. Don't overthink it. And don't be hypersensitive about it. Like, it does seem as though some people think about it more than they do, and it's cool. But yeah, don't don't overthink it.
different races. Yeah, but you know, it made us continue to realize yeah. how beautiful it is. You know, yeah. it's because of things like that, the more we realize how beautiful it is to be an interracial couple, not to diminish those who yeah. are just white couples, just black couples, but it is to say that interracial couples are beautiful too. Aww. Oh, another thing is anytime I like lean close to him, he like turns brown because my foundation. <laughs> Uh, it's so dark. No, There's always those little things. It's just like, oh yeah, that's yeah. So but no funny. one can see you blush. I, I that's why it sucks. I yeah. can blush, and you can see it. So yeah. There's definitely a lot of pros to be the. You have way one. better hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way better hair. You have way better everything on it. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you do have really beautiful eyes. That's one thing I am always like. I our just hope like our kids do get his eyes because your eyes are just so beautiful. Um, but but I think the other one is like I do notice like when we go out um, public, especially like malls, we do people do kind of stare at us and yeah. stuff. Oh, I I, I, don't I really... definitely notice it. You know, I've I've been with other people, just groups. And, you know, maybe just one person. They never just stare at us. Yeah. Right? I do notice it when I'm with Karis. Well people's there now it could just be that she's an absolutely beautiful Stop. woman and she that people might be wondering how is an absolute it is that and it's not really that i'm wondering why she's with you i i wouldn't really care i'll be looking at your girl because she's attractive i like looking at attractive women so yeah that would be the reason that i would look and it has nothing to do with you. In fact, I wouldn't even be thinking about you. I'd be looking at her. A beautiful woman with someone like me. That is valid. <laughs> very true, and I get that. Uh, but, you know, it also could be the, the reality that, like, yeah, they're an interracial couple, too. And, yeah. you know, it's either very much so, like, wow, praised, mm -hmm. or the opposite of that. Yeah. But we normally don't really... Like, I, when somebody stares at me, I don't think, oh, that person has braces. I just think, oh, they're just admiring us, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't instantly go to, like, being offended or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's really all we have. Um, I think, most importantly, we just want to say, like, it doesn't matter what race you are. If you love somebody and you yeah. want to be with them, be with them. Like, For example, uh, so my... My dad is married to um, my stepmother, who's Brazilian, mm -hmm. you know, and that was something that was super cool. Cause like with my dad, if you think about it in my family, mm -hmm. there's not really anybody else at all who dates someone of a different ethnicity. Yeah. So it was so cool for dad to do that. And it's really a radical statement of love between races, between ethnicities, right? Mm -hmm. That was just stupid. I'm going to um, contribute that stupidity to his youth. But it was just pretty stupid. And it kind of runs contra to what he was just saying. That, you know, it really doesn't matter. You know, it's, 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 you know, the race really doesn't matter. The ethnicity, I didn't even notice that, that she was black and I'm white and, it really doesn't matter. And it's so beautiful that my dad is with a Brazilian because, wait, what? I thought it didn't matter. 
once again, I'll just chalk that up to youth and move forward because that was that was pretty bad. Fair use. And so it's so cool to also be able to do that yeah. and for us to represent a multi-ethnic family yeah. and to do so with boldness and beauty you know and uh, yeah so <laughs> yeah i just i just want to tell anyone that you know if you are stopping from entering a relationship because somebody's a different race than you like um don't do it for that reason um like love is love and and if you have it's okay with somebody parents that grandparents that aren't for it that's that's something that is on them that they're gonna have to get over and that's yeah. a, a weakness that they have yeah and i'm i'm so grateful that like our families are more than accepting oh absolutely like, yeah his yes. family loves me my family loves him and everything so yeah we, it's good it's really good <laughs> we're oh very gosh. thankful for yes. that so okay i think that's all we have um thank you so much for watching this video my and my name's andrew i'm white <laughs> stop <laughs> and we're an interracial couple <laughs> Um, so if you want to check out the other videos I talked about earlier, okay, so that's that. It's pretty obvious that, you know, listen, it's the Keisha stereotype that will make any relationship not work. And white guys don't get with the Keisha stereotype. Really, pretty much any guy besides black men would get with the Keisha stereotype. That being said, the reason why their relationships work, and this is just to conclude, is because white guys don't get with the Keisha stereotype. Black men, if you don't mess with the Keisha stereotype, your relationship would work too. Let me show you. See if I can find it. Now. Welcome to my show. Make sure.
Okay. This relationship is going to work too. This relationship is going to last too. You see, white guys have realized something that black men refuse to accept. And it's right there. If you ain't effing pygmies, you ain't effing chit. We get with women just because they have a vagina. Far too many of us. Those relationships are destined to fail. Because you're drunk, horny, or whatever, you get with these subpar chicks. And one way or another, the relationship is going to fail. Have standards. Have the same standards that they have for themselves. That When I say they, I'm talking about white guys. Have the same standards. And your relationships will last too. There's no reason why his relationship with the student loan chick is going to end. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Chantel Simone had them on her show. So let me see if I can find them. All right, here we go. Actually, didn't see this episode, but. mom doing her their own thing and dad doing their own thing separately and they've never been in a household where the finances were controlled together and people were working together Mm -hmm. and i think that's really just the root of it So there you have it. Another example of a relationship that will work, that will last. What do these things have in common? The interrate, whether it's an interracial relationship or a racial relationship or a relationship with, um, you know, black man and, and white woman. When the woman submits and the man leads, the relationship works, period. When you have cooperation between the two, it works. 
far too many of our women are combative. They create unnecessary friction in relationships. Far too many. And far too many of us men, of us black men, tolerate the bullshit. We tolerate it. Where we should not. Nobody else tolerates that. When was the last time you seen an Asian man with a belligerent Asian woman? Oh, crap. Hold on. Give me a second. All right, there we go. When was the last time you seen an Asian man with a belligerent Asian woman? Hell, when was the last time you seen a belligerent Asian woman? They only do this stuff to us because we're the ones who put up with crap like this. In fact, other races come to us because they know that we put up with this type of crap. And what I'm saying, brothers, is that don't put up with it. These relationships are destined to end. You think that that it's going to last simply based on the fact that nobody else is going to put up with her crap? You would be greatly mistaken, sir. You would be sorely mistaken. Hold on, let me check my cash apps. Somebody sent a cash app. Hold up. I should have it up when the when the thing comes in. All right. Um, so A a, B, I'll just say the first four letters. I don't know how to pronounce this name. But, okay, I'm just call you A. Um, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for the, thanks a lot for the cash. I appreciate you. Our divorce rate is always going to be um, high as long as we make decisions based on instant desperation. As long as you continue to make decisions based on the necessity of sexual access. Because sex isn't a strong enough reason to keep a relationship going. It's not. Especially sex with an unattractive woman. If you marry somebody because a low-value vagina, and if you are a less attractive woman, then your vagina is of lower value. Okay, here's another one. Uh, Friedman's Journal. Uh, thanks a lot. That one I can pronounce. Appreciate you. Thanks a lot, bro. If you make decisions like that, you're getting a low-tier woman because it's better than nothing, then your relationship is destined to fail. You're destined to lose. 
Kind of like getting a job that pays minimum wage. Hopefully, you are destined to not work there forever. I'm not talking about pays minimum wage, but, you know, this week you're mopping floors, next week is the fries type deal. I'm talking about you're, well, even still, you're not working that job. You're not still mopping floors. You, you moved on to fries. Those relationships are destined to fail. We, as black men, we get into far too many relationships that are destined to fail. So I'm going to say this and then I'm going to go. Why do relationships between white women and black men last longer? Because they only marry the few marriageable women out there. Hold on. Oh, where does he work? He works where every other young dude work at. Sugar bum? Like... Does it not? What kind of question is that? Why would you even, see? Here's the thing. And I don't know what your intention is. Really don't care. Yeah, don't time her out. Unless she said something egregious. Let me let me look up. Hold on. Okay, I can't see. But whoever timed her out, unless she said something egregious, just let it rock. Listen, stuff like this is just like a automatic disqualifier. It's an inappropriate question that they ask to just kind of like um, show authority and a deliberate attempt to try to shame the other party. Try to make themselves seem like a gold digger and try to make the um, other party seems like, oh, you're unworthy based on this. And also perhaps to show off where um, where she works. And fellas, this is for you. Next time a woman asks that, tell her where you work and then respond with the following question. How long is your gag reflex? And by how long is your gag reflex, what, here, here's what is meant by the question. How long can you maintain a penis on your uvula before you have to remove it from there? Is it, is it two seconds, three seconds? Is it 19 seconds? I can do it. 19 seconds is good. How long before that reaction happens? We're asking inappropriate questions, right? We're asking inappropriate, self-serving questions. Well, all right, I have one for you. How long does your gag reflex last?
That's how you got to respond to crap like this. That's what you got to that's what you got to say. You you just got to completely Ah, what's the word? I, disregard statements like that. All right, so let's see. All right, what I'm doing now is I'm just reading a couple of comments. And look, everybody is championing these this relationships. I've always wanted to be in an interrupt. This is a black dude, it looks like. Or no, is that a chick? My bad, that's a chick. She just, her thumbnail looks more like a dude than a woman. Ah, okay. Okay. This is a perfect example. This is a beautiful example. Hold on. I'm going to do this and then I'm going to go. And this is the first comment on their page. So it's funny that this happened. I have always wanted to be in an interracial relationship. You guys give me hope such a beautiful couple, hard eyes, 100%, right? Now, let's go to her page. Oh, actually, let me see their response. Because I want to show you all the difference between an interracial dater and a swirler. And then uh, the response was just a, a bunch of hearts. I want to show you all the, in, the difference between an interracial dater. We just seen an interracial dater. Now let's take a look at a swirler. Shall we? We shall. Actually, let me change this before I do. All right, there we go. Okay. This is a sword. See, this is the thumbnail I was talking about. I thought it was a dude up close at first, but then I looked at the name and yeah. All right. So this is a swirler. This is the type of woman who always wanted to swirl. I always wanted to be in an interracial relationship. Well, why don't you just go out and get a white guy? Because I don't have no damn hair. I don't have any hair. And this is what I look like. Notice how she notice how different she looks in a thumbnail picture. But here. This is what I look like. I've been trying to interracially. Who? What type of woman tries to date an entire race and fails at it? Oh, this type. This is what I look like. Really, you you wonder why you're having trouble interracially dating? 
because you see the woman who didn't have trouble interracially dating, right, right, right? You're seeing that chick. And now look at you. Look at that microphone. You see, fellas, when y'all see these avatars and stuff online, talking blizz, blaz, and him, ham, and, you know, um, swirling and divesting and stuff like that, that's what it is. That is the divesters. That is the swirlers. They're not actually swirling. They can't because unlike brothers, White dudes have standards. White dudes won't date you unless you look like this. Which is why they have a... What, what group of women have a hard time getting at black men? What group of women have a hard time getting at black men? Like, I've been trying to date a black man for quite some time. Unless you live in Lynchville, Virginia, and your parents won't let you leave Lynchville, Virginia, then chances are you have no problem staying in black, no matter what you look like, because brothers have no standards. These are the... See, y'all go to these swirling channels like, oh, no, they're going to swirl. They're going to divest. They're going to divest. Who cares? Who cares if that chick divest? These are the ones. I don't know. Why do y'all picture just like some prom queen every time these chicks talk about divesting? They're not no prom queens. They're the beast that the prom queen rides in on. That is what they do. Uh, let's see. Let's see this one. All right. This is another one. This is another one. She loves white guys. Keep in mind, I haven't seen a black man talk crap about the relationship yet. Neither have they. Look at this. Look at her thumbnail picture. And look at her page. She is a cat woman. My bad, wrong animal. She's a cat woman. And whatever sound a cat makes, that's that's what she is. You see. These are the ones, these cat women and fat women, these are the ones and their complaints. Thank you, Freedman Journal. Meow. These are the women and their complaints. These are your divesters. This is what they look like. This is how they live in. And the cat will eat you. This cat name is Oreo. Oreo is going to eat you. 
She's going to eat you when you die. When women like this die, the only way to tell is 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 because the neighbor smells something. But before the smell lingers, that cat's going to eat you. All right, Classic Entertainment says, I'm in a relationship with, um, with a woman from El Salvador. She's brown, um, heavy accent, hot. Um, let's see, we've been together nine years. I'm white. It's the chemistry. Now, let me just see. Let me just see the response. The black woman said that that's awesome. Now, I want to point out, hold on one second, that this has 10,000 views, not one angry black man you know, uh, hating on their relationship. And, and a white guy said that, and he, a white guy said that he's with a woman from El Salvador and nobody is on there saying, tricking, you tricking, dirty foot. Notice how he's not getting that type of pushback. Only black men get that type of pushback and we only, and we get it from other black men. A bunch of stupid asses. If you have standards and those standards take you to another country like it did with this dude, then by all means, do it. It's better than being with a with a subpar bitch that looked like the first um, link I clicked. Better than get with this with this um, cat chick. I think I've seen this chick in my chat room. Maybe. Who knows? All right. Give me a second. Hit the like button. You must continuously hit it. So when you come in, because some people leave and then people come, then you hit it again. I'm not talking about hitting, hitting it twice. I'm talking about like the new people who come into the thing because you're new here. You hit the like button. I am 26 from Tanzania, and I'm looking for a white boyfriend. Are you in Tanzania? If you do know someone looking, please reply. Wait a minute. Is that your mating strategy? How pathetic are you? Is that your mating strategy? To where you hit people. They didn't even give this a heart or anything. You hit people online and nobody replied in 11 months because it's a stupid ask. Hey, you know any white guys that will get with a Tanzania girl? I don't have a thumbnail picture or anything to go off of, but... I'm from Tanzania. Gosh. Okay, somebody, Josh says, I don't believe in interracial relationships. Let's see. 
She replies, that's too sad. Somebody says, um, Josh, I think you're too weak for a black woman. Uh, you better stick with what you know. Next. Okay, so a black woman said that. But it's weird because we don't know if this is a white guy. All right, let's see. All right, and just a bunch of weird responses. Statistics say that statistics say women in foreign countries are having bachelor children higher. Uh, they don't even mention third world countries respect, uh, respectfully. Okay, so. I would imagine that that's true. Like most of the married people I know in developing countries, um, they're not actually married on paper. Quite frankly, they many don't have the money to do so, especially if they're young. And and or the country don't really have the infrastructure to to keep the records that way. But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people born with in other countries that don't even have social security numbers. They're just born. So yeah, not everybody has the sophisticated tracking system that we do to where we track every citizen and every marriage and everybody has a social security number and crap like that. How do uh, Asian guys feel when Brad is scooping up their mailings? I don't think they give a care. I, I really don't. I, I can't, you know, I can't imagine them caring because kind of way, kind of way the black men don't really care. Men who, who are secure really don't care. And that's because it frees up one of theirs. Like if a Brad gets with a Mei Ling, then that frees up a Becky for Chu. That's the way he looks at it. And since he preferred Becky over Myling, it's, it's to him, it's a trade. We're the only ones who are dealing in this race loyalty business. Let's see. Okay. see something okay channel doesn't have any content interracial is more natural um while divestors are last resort um or out of spite dating yeah exactly exactly i agree with that and relationships made out of spite aren't going to last. They don't make it to the they don't make it to the marriage phase, like they don't. 
All right, but I'm going to end there because I got to prepare. Sweet Melody Speaks is going to go live today. I want to catch that show. So, and I got some stuff I got to do today. So, like to thank the Cash Apps. Greatly appreciate you. I'd like to thank those who are listening silently and those who participate in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out. And remember, this is Game Changer 00100. Game over. Peace.